0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 34 Bet Parks presents Stick to Hockey Live. We are going to talk some world juniors today, some prospects, some NHL today with Julie Robenheimer, her second appearance on Stick to Hockey Live. She'll join us in just a moment. WJC is underway coming up on uh, Monday, the 26th. And uh, I think Team USA has, do I want to say Latvia is in the first game? Is that their first game this year? That they play. Let me look real quick. Uh, of course, I don't have that part up, but anyway, we'll get to that. Uh, let me tell you about Bet Parks. It is fantastic. You can bet World Juniors. You can bet hockey, pro hockey, college hockey. You can bet college and pro hoops. You can bet football, college and pro bowl games. You name it. If it's going on in the world of sport and more, you can get your action, and the place to do that is with the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. It is fantastic, and to check it out, I have one right here. The, I have a mobile casino and sportsbook app. It's called your phone. Uh, so you can take it anywhere. And it is everything you've wanted in a mobile casino and sports book. And it travels. Easy to sign up, fun to use, faster to win than ever before. Check out the boosts, same game parlays, live in-game betting, player performances, and tons more. And all BetParks users right now, new and existing, can use the promo code Jason750, N seven five zero, And that'll get you a risk-free bet up to $750. Again, new and existing users, Jason750. Terms and conditions do apply, so download the BetParks app. You do need to be over 21, present in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And also, get down there today or over the holiday break. Get down to Conkerville Subaru, Route 202 in Glen Mills. It is a fantastic dealership. It is, a, a, I would still call it a new dealership. Check it out, and you can see the certified pre-owned inventory, all the Subaru vehicles, beautiful cars and do it just in time for the Subaru Share the Love event, which goes on through January 3rd. Now, Subaru's going to donate $250 to every new car sold to one of five charities, which you get to pick. Either the ASPCA, Make-A-Wish, Meals on Wheels, Nation's Parks, or Conquerville Subaru's hometown charity, which is a great one, Namor's Children's Hospital of Delaware. December, great time to visit the beautiful show, Route 202, Glen Mills. Check out the service department where you get a free car wash with every visit. And check out all the details at conquervillesubaru.com And again, visit that showroom on Route 202 in Glen Mills. And remember, Concordville cares. All right, let's get to our guest on this episode of Stick to Hockey Live. She joins us right now. She's going to be heading to New Brunswick and Moncton and be all over covering the World Juniors. It is Julie Robenheimer. Julie, how are you?
1: I'm excellent. How are you, Jason?
0: I'm great. You love this time of year, don't you?
1: It is my favorite yeah, hey, I, I love Christmas. Christmas is amazing. But also the World Junior Championships is my absolute jam,
0: yeah. it's it's such an awesome tournament. and it's weird this time, right? Because you have two that are close together with what you know the the one that was delayed last year. So we have a lot of returning players that you know, kind of played just a couple months ago together. I think Team USA is seven, so does Canada have seven returning players. So that element may make the hockey even better right out of the gate.
1: Well, there's that, too. But um, I mean, also, here's another thing to consider. There were players like Shane Wright who opted not to participate in August so that they could prepare for their NHL debuts, careers, et cetera, et cetera. And then you have other players who said, nope, I'm going to the tournament and um, I'm going to use that as a launching pad to my career. And I just want to say, you know, like, where's Mason McTavish? And where is Shane Wright? Yep. Now, Mason got his gold medal. Good for him. Super excited. In the in the NHL, doing his thing. Shane Wright declined. Struggled mightily. And now he's back for Hockey Canada. And, you know, we'll see what that happens. Another player, although not his fault, is Filip Meshar uh, with Slovakia. Um, so that's an interesting one as well. I think he's going to be super excited. Um, and really driven to be successful in this tournament Um, but there is some some uh, it's a weird feeling we we were literally just talking about these players four months ago
0: yeah it's like quick turnaround real quick before we get to um, the world juniors I want to ask you because you're at the Flyers you go to Flyers games Devils games you are omnipresent in the NHL buildings Uh, I want to ask you a couple questions about the Flyers They, they get That loss yesterday, they battled back to get within a goal. They were really dominated in the second period against Toronto. Toronto plays so fast. They are fast and they play fast. You saw the Flyers just kind of grabbing guys to try and slow them down. That put them in the box three times in the second. Um, But what have you seen out of the Flyers this season? And uh, in particular, with Torts at the helm?
1: Well, I think what's so frustrating for John Tortorella um, in guiding this group is that uh, the effort is there. I I truly feel that. Like, they are not playing lazy hockey. They have moments of laziness, that is for sure. And they have moments in which they doubt themselves. You know, like, obviously, I think it was like, what, 10 minutes yesterday? And they had one shot on goal. And, it, I mean, it was a goal. But, yeah, I mean, they're not shooting the puck. So that comes from a lack of production, you know, like that's usually a side effect Is when you're not producing, you don't want to shoot the puck. You want to pass it to somebody else and maybe they feel more confident in their shot. So um, there's a lot of factors at play in here, but what I really like, and I think this is why torts gets so frustrated after a game, after a loss, you know, from a media perspective, we need to talk about the loss. Like it's not, Uh, the media's job to sugarcoat it. It's not the media's job to look at the positives. It's his job to look at the positives and it's his job to tell us in the media what those positives are, you know? And so when we sit there and say, what did you like about XYZ or what didn't you like about XYZ that you want to improve, you know, in your next practice tomorrow that you can take into the following game? And so, those are the things where I feel like, you know, obviously there's always this, uh, um, I don't want to say friction, and it's not always, but there have been times that there is friction between John and the media. And I think a lot of it is like just a different perspective and how we look at it, right? So, the effort is there, the results are not there. They do not have a lot of skill. um, So, they have to like muck and grind and loose puck find and just get the garbage goals, you know, with the exception of like Travis Konechny and maybe Joel Farabee who just got off this like, you know, scoring skid. They, they are like the only skilled players. Everybody else, it's between the dots and below the hash marks. Like that yeah. is where the Flyers need to be in order to score. So I feel like if they are, are continuing on the path of just like doing the work and doing the right things and focusing on the small details, then they put themselves in a position to be successful. Yeah. If they get away from that, if they try to chase the game, if they try to do too much, be too cute, it's not going to end well for them. They don't have that skill right now. They just they can't outscore
0: you. their mistakes.
1: You that. Is a thousand percent. You cannot outscore your mistakes. They just need to attack the net. The more they attack the net, the more they will find that the puck goes in the net.
0: Well, let me ask you this, because maybe winning this year is is not, I'm not an advocate for tanking. They're obviously lacking talent and injured, that combination. And then you combine that with this draft class. Sometimes it's not that you you stink in sports or you're bad. It's when you're bad and mm-hmm. the luck that you have when you're bad. You know You can stink and be in a, a crappy draft and really not get any you know, any return for being a bad team. But this year, that's different. This first round is different when you look at, obviously, Bedard, who we're going to see in the WJC, Fantilli on his team. You know, you got Michkoff, who may take a couple years to get over, not going to be in this tournament. But this draft is, if you're going to be bad, this is one of the drafts that it's a good one to not be great for leading into it if your timing's correct.
1: That is very accurate. You know, it, we talk a lot about like the 19 year olds in the world junior championship, those, the which is great. And I always say, this is the future of the NHL. Oh, in fact, I have a fun fact for you. I was, I was doing the math on the um, uh, Rangers game and uh, in, in Philly, and I'm just looking at the players on the ice and obviously world juniors is on my brain. I'm like, Oh, Played at World Juniors. Oh, he won a gold medal. Oh, he scored an overtime to win the gold medal. So I decided to count. And I always say that the World Juniors is the future of the NHL on display today. And here is a, a perfect example of that. Of the 44 players that were dressed for that game, just the dressed players, not the guys who were injured or whatever, just the guys that were dressed, 30 of the 44 Played wow. at the World Junior Championship. 14 of them won a gold medal. Wow. Four of them scored the golden goal to win the gold medal. And two of them did it in overtime. Mika Zabinajad did it for Team Sweden in 2012. And Rasmus Ristalainen did it for Team Finland in Sweden in 2014. So
0: Some may say that's the last goal that Aristo scored. He has another <laughs> point this year. <laughs> I mean,
1: it's not, but it's it's a funny joke. The point is, is that as much as we talk about the, the players that have already been drafted for this World Junior Championship, there are also, I think, eight highly regarded first round picks for this upcoming draft that are going to be participating. You mentioned Bedard. You mentioned Fantilli. Uh, there's also uh, Leo Carlson for Team mm-hmm. Sweden. Um, you've got, um, uh, Dalibor Dvorsky, uh, with team Slovakia. Um, you know, like, like you're right. If this is a, a year that you're going to not perform well in the NHL, it's a good year. It's also a great year to watch the world juniors.
0: Yeah. And cause you're right. And for the flyer fans, especially, I mean, you're looking at cutter Gauthier on team USA, Uh, He's been playing center in in the collegiate game. He moves to the wing here, and he is on a very good line. He's uh, connecting with Logan Cooley and Snuggerud, and I I expect him to have a good tournament. He had a couple good, you know, play, what do they call those games? uh, Pre-tournament. Pre-tournament games.
1: exhibition games.
0: Yeah, he he performed well in in both of those. Team USA performed well. Uh, What do you expect out of Cutter Gauthier? That top line has got to be a catalyst for that Team USA team.
1: I agree. I think uh, Flyers fans, A, should tune in, and then B, be excited, because Cutter is going to have a fantastic tournament. Um, as you mentioned, reconnecting with Logan Cooley um, and Jimmy Snuggerud. I, I don't rem- I know Logan was on his line. I'm not 100% sure if Jimmy was at the National Team Development Program, but they were all on the same team and obviously yeah. have great chemistry. Um, and what I love about Cutter is he scores. Like he's he's played 13 games for Boston College this year. He's got 16 points, 10 of them are goals. Like he is a goal scorer. Now he's not going to score like pretty flashy goals, but he is going to do the dirty work, play as a power forward, get to the net, um, and and has the skill and the talent to clean up the garbage. So um, you know we were kind of talking about that's how f- the Flyers need to play. Well, he's perfect for that. Um, yeah. And and the other interesting part is obviously. Uh, there have been some comparisons to James Van Riemsdyk and how he played. Um, and what's interesting is as big as James is, and it's always been a knock in his entire career, is he doesn't really use his body all that much. Mm-hmm. Cutter does not have that problem. Cutter yeah. will ram you through the boards um, and, and essentially push you off the puck. So, um, you know, that's the biggest uh, difference, I would say, in the comparison. But otherwise, strong power forward. Has the skill in close, um, you know, has this like wicked uh, top shelf backhander, you know, like can really lift the puck, um, which is what you need in close. Like you're not gonna yeah. win uh, too many uh, battles against a goalie going low in close. So yeah, they take
0: away the bottom third every time to exactly. fall down. Yeah,
1: exactly. So, so yeah, really excited to see how Cutter plays. Um, he's obviously been on this stage before uh, at different levels. Um, and I love that he's being put in an opportunity to be successful. He 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 was this close to making the team in August, but yeah. the the spot he needed to play to be successful was not available. Wasn't open. So rather than ask him to fill a bottom six role, they just kept him off the
0: team. Yeah, and he's not a checking role player, uh, right. and so you know putting him on that top line with other skilled players, uh, it's going to be fascinating to watch. I mean, the decor is definitely led by Luke Hughes, who had an unbelievable goal in that pre-tournament. And, you know, he's a big guy, obviously can skate like the wind. And he's a guy that could really, he can generate offense from that blue line for sure.
1: He definitely is. He's gonna be um, back there with Jack Pert, who is um, offensive on his own, not not on Luke Hughes's level, but balances Luke's offense, because Luke, It definitely acts as a fourth forward more often than not, as you saw on that incredible goal that he scored in the pre-tournament game. Um, So I'm very excited to see him. I'm also very excited to see him in the captain's role. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we often talk about, you know, comparing him to his brothers, Jack, Quinn. Um, He has done so many things that his brothers have not and i think it is so easy to like overlook those things um but it would be doing him a disservice luke is an incredible hockey player and the funny thing is is both jack and quinn when they were you know drafted they said oh and then they were like oh there's a third brother coming and they're like yeah he's better than both of us and they Mm. were not wrong yeah like i'm just putting it out there they were not wrong So um, he's a a very exciting player to watch. He is incredible with the media. One of the few players who came out after their quarterfinal loss to the Czech Republic um, in August, he was hurt. So the fact that he was even hurt and came out to talk to the media is like very impressive, but also he's just so calm. And I feel like that carries into like, how the team plays and how the team responds.
0: Um, yeah, just, you want your leader to become, if your leader's panicked, then everybody panics. Yes. That's so why Cam he, York was a good captain a couple of years ago.
1: Yes, he was. And he dude. won a gold medal. Yes. That's the other thing. We uh, joke uh, Michigan defenseman winning a, the last time USA won, a Michigan defenseman was captain of Team USA. Yeah. And now here we have another Michigan captain of Team USA. So we'll see if the trend continues. Is They're the, going to have a tough battle, though, because Canada is stacked.
0: Yeah, like they were a couple of years ago. <laughs> you, you always look at Team Canada and you're going like, the guys they left off the team are unbelievable. It's um,
1: insane, yes. It's like, crazy. I was, I was talking to the Columbus Blue Jackets were just in Philly and I was talking to them about uh, World Juniors and this and the other thing. And they have like four really good prospects that were left off their teams.
0: Yeah, that's insane. Like these guys are not used to not making a team, <laughs> you know. But that, that's the depth that they have every year. Is the weakness for Team USA in that? One-drafted um, guys.
1: I would say yes. Like Caden Emberco was the number one goalie in um in August. That was almost by default. It should have been Drew Camesso. He opted out to prepare for his season at Boston University. I don't know. But the thing is with Caden, he at least has that experience now. And I feel like he grew through that experience um, and playing at that level, because, again, like the benefit for USA Hockey is that they do participate heavily internationally um, with the Europeans. So it's not like the, the guys that they're playing aren't necessarily like new to them. That's why people always say there's so much hate at the World Junior Championship. Like there are definitely already instilled rivalries and people are like, where did they where did that come from? And it comes from incessant international play throughout the year. I mean, a lot of people focus just on the U18 World Championships. But there are several international tournaments throughout the year, starting at U17. So these players have already played together. I'm going to say 20 or played against each other at least 20 times.
0: Yeah. By the time they get to to the World Juniors. Yeah. I mean, scar tissue. Yes, exactly.
1: (laughs) Exactly. You know, I mean, there was even billboard material a couple years ago um, with Sweden wanting to beat USA because uh, USA had in every level at every competition had always beat them. And yeah. they're like, oh, this is our time. And then they lost. So, yeah. so much.
0: Which brings us to Tyler Boucher, uh, the son of Brian Boucher, 10th overall pick by the Ottawa Senators playing for the 67s. And he's a guy that can throw his body around. He's a physical <laughs> player and i i've I texted I've texted Bush and said, "Is your wife really strong because you weren't, and your boy <laughs> your boy can blow kids up, man. He is a physical player,
1: yeah, someone argued that that is all he is, so well he's got uh, points. he's getting I mean,
0: points with the sixty sevens
1: Here's the thing. you only need one attribute that is NHL ready to give your, yourself a chance to be an NHL player. And yeah. if playing physical is Tyler Boucher's. One NHL attribute, it will get him far um, because it is that good. So you're right. He has no um, qualms about hitting anybody. Unfortunately, he took out one of his uh, teammates uh, in the selection camp in August. Uh, Aiden Thompson was going to get his shot and had a, had a nasty knee injury that kept him out for a couple, couple months. Thanks to uh to tyler so um i guess he has to be mindful of when he uses it but uh yeah he's a tough cookie and what i do what i do like about him is um that as you mentioned he does have skills so it's not that he's just a physical player that is a huge component of his game um but he does have the skills so if he does have the opportunity but again he's not scoring any like you know pretty goals they're going to be some greasy goals
0: yeah use that physicality to get down around the net and you know pick up some loose change while you're there um team canada when you look at their roster i mean we just talked about it it's absurd i mean what they're able to ice with that roster and obviously bedard is the guy at the top of the list um but you have so many great fantilly there as well i mean there are the odds on favorite with no russia for sure right
1: Absolutely. Like on paper, this is the thing I always talk about on paper. Team Canada is always really good, but just because they have a favorite doesn't mean that they're unbeatable. So could they run the table and go undefeated to a gold medal? Sure. But there are other teams out there that can give them a run for their money. And I think it's going to be interesting because They are in what I would say is the tougher group um, with uh, Sweden, especially Uh, that New Year's Eve battle is going to be a plus likely for first overall in in the division, the same for USA playing Finland um, on New Year's Eve. So um, the Canadians are really good, really good, but that doesn't mean they're unbeatable.
0: But, okay, let's talk about them in net. Because if you're looking for an area where you may be able to exploit them, it's it's probably in net. Uh, that's always their weakness because they're so stacked with the yeah. skaters.
1: So, on paper, I would say yes. I would agree with that thought process. Here's the problem, though. It's not a weakness to have a bad goalie. Or not bad. Mediocre. They're not bad. Have mediocre goaltending if your intention is to control puck possession. Yeah. So Canada's game is going to be not necessarily like a straight-up offensive attack. That will be a big part of it. But their strategy is going to be tilting the ice, keeping the puck in their offensive zone so that you don't even have the chance you know we say this all the time you can't score if the puck isn't on your stick so do i is it a weakness potentially but is it a weakness that they have multiple weapons to overcome absolutely
0: yeah if they own the puck then it it mitigates the weakness and That, that's what they're going to look to do. They're going to look to own the puck most of the game. The key will be for a team if they can get in on them and really kind of, you know, dictate the terms on the ice. That's easier said than done against that team. Um, You're going to need about... an
1: aggressive forecheck. It's to win yeah. against Canada. You need an aggressive forecheck, puck pursuit, dog on bone. Pump it deep. Like, yep. Yeah. Get, just get after the freaking puck. Border battles, you know, win them that like that is literally going to be the only way like you're not going to be able to
0: um you're not going
1: to be able to beat them if you don't win those battles that's that's the point
0: i think the biggest key against that team is slowing them down in the neutral zone if they come through the neutral zone as a unit with speed you're dead you're because you're just never going to be able to collect yourself or their them off the rush
1: well, not only that, you might be dead before you might be dead in the water because they are yeah. so skilled that they may not even need to, like, you know, create that cycle um, because they could literally just score off the rush. So, yeah, th- that's going to be a big key um, in the neutral zone. I think I, you know, we often always talk about like active sticks. Yeah, I think I think that's going to be a big key to defending them in uh, the in the neutral zone is breaking up those plays. And then yeah. also not uh, being smart enough to not allow them to get behind you.
0: So. Yeah. Well, if you get behind you, yeah, forget it. They're so good off the rush and there's so much speed and they play fast, too. Um, let's talk about some of the international teams. You mentioned Leo Carlson. You know, who, who of the, the international teams, the European teams, has a shot here to to to, to get into that gold medal game and see what happens?
1: I think Sweden has a lot of offensive firepower Um, on the, on the years that they don't perform well, those are the years they don't have the offense Mm -hmm. when they're, when they're wondering where their goals are coming from this year, we know, and they're good. And uh, it's going to be exciting to see. I mean, Fabian Liesel, you've got Isak Rosin, um, you've got Leo Carlson, uh, Liam Ogren. There's a lot of firepower on the Swedish team. And that's why I say like, they could put together a winning performance because they can keep up with Sweden or excuse me, they can keep up with Canada in terms of speed and offensive weapons. They may not be as highly touted as the Canadians, uh, but that doesn't mean they're not effective. So, um, and, uh, there's one, Oh, left Karamaki. Uh, so, you know, like there, there's a lot of firepower on the Swedish team. um, and if you want to, like, pay attention to one guy on Team Sweden, I would pay attention, obviously, Leo Carlson for the draft. Um, but I'd also pay attention to Liam Ogren. He just scored his first professional hat trick with Garden, um, like, days before he joined the uh, national team. Um, big body, very skilled. Um, he'll be an exciting player to watch. And then uh, for the Finns, I would say the biggest person to watch on Team Finland is Aaron um, Kiviharyu um unfortunately he is not draft eligible for another two years wow. so he is 16 i think he Holy. turns he might turn 17 like during the tournament i think um Jeez. or like maybe in like the past week or so but um 16 and uh defensemen like keep your eyes peeled for that one
0: two years to be drafted out wow two years he is playing way early that's awesome Mm
1: -hmm. and the crazy Uh, part is is he would have been okay so he was named to the team last december
0: wow he's 50 like 15 years old
1: 15 that's That's why i think his birthday is like right around now i would have to double check that but i think it's probably
0: right after the new year to to or or late
1: december like i feel like it's like i feel like his birthday is like today or something um but um (laughs) But he was, he was, so he was named 15 to the tournament last year. He did not participate in um, August because he was at the Ivan Halinka,
0: okay. and
1: they, and they didn't want him to like compete back to back. They wanted yeah. to give him a break, you know? Um, So, so he's back. I mean, keep your eyes peeled. You're mm-hmm. going to like them. Oh, about and then the of Slovak? course, yeah. Okay. So the I, I forgot about the Slovaks and the, and the Czechs. So um, the Slovaks obviously have, um, Philip Meshar back. Um, I'm forgetting who else is on the Slovaks. Um, Adam Sakura got hurt in the pre tournament games, so we'll see if he even makes the tournament. Um, but he would have been or will be a big player um, for them. For the Czechs, they bring a lot of guys back. Um, Jiri Kulik um is going to be a big factor he's uh with buffalo he's been playing with rochester uh this year um and on defense they have david yedicek um who they were able to get out of um columbus who's playing with cleveland so these uh uh international teams are not international teams the czechs and the slovaks have have a handful of players who not only are playing in north america but are playing at the ahl level so like yeah their game should be a little bit higher than the guys who've been playing in junior or over in Europe, um, which I think is going to be an added bonus, um, not only for their performances on the ice, but also how they carry themselves in the locker room and the leadership and their own belief in themselves. Yeah, so they're pros
0: um, now. They're playing pro hockey with men. Yes, <laughs>
1: yes. So um, yeah, I, I think those teams are of interest. Um, uh, the, another team that people probably aren't gonna be talking about is Latvia. <laughs> Latvia made the quarterfinals last year in August, last year in August. And, uh, they were like by far the Cinderella fun story of the tournament. Now they, of that team, they brought back 13 or 14 players. The one that's really missing is their goaltender. He was lights out. So we'll see if the new wave of Latvian goaltenders is uh, on that level. If they are, they've got a chance to make some noise. I remember a couple years ago, I don't know if you remember, but a couple years ago, Denmark made the quarterfinals like three years in a row. And um, it was huge for the growth of the game in Denmark and the visibility of the game and also sponsorships. And yeah. so, I mean, if Latvia was able to make noise again and get into the quarterfinals this year, like that would be a huge, huge win for them. Um, They're going to have to beat Switzerland at at minimum in order to make that happen. Um, But it's a possibility. In this particular group, it's a definite possibility. And then also the added bonus that Latvia is hosting or co-hosting uh, the world championships this year. So, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's a, a fun time to be a Latvian hockey fan. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. It could be a good way with a good tournament here. And then a, the world championships to grow the game in Lafayette even further, which is al- always awesome. Um, where can people get all your, your info during the tournament? Uh,
1: just find me on social media. I'll be on Instagram, on Twitter, and I will be launching a YouTube channel with all sorts of content. You just look for my name and you will find it.
0: So on Twitter at Julie Robenheimer, R O B E N H Y M E R, you can get all of it there and uh, she'll be linking everything up to there and everything. Uh, enjoy, first of all, enjoy your holiday. Enjoy Thank Christmas. Thank you. And then, you. En- and then enjoy your travels uh, to New Brunswick and Moncton and dress warm because there's a bomb cyclone.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've already like tried to sort that out now the funny thing is is this i don't think it's going to be my coldest world juniors my coldest world juniors was in ufa russia where it um i think the highest temperature during the day was eight degrees
0: oh my goodness jeez
1: was a wee bit chilly
0: a wee bit yes All right, uh, Julie, thanks for doing this. Thanks for your second appearance on uh, Beth Parks Presents TikTok Live. We'll have to get you on again, get, you know, a tournament recap and look at the prospects and everything as we get closer. But always appreciate your time. Stay well and enjoy the holiday.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me. There she
0: is, Julie Robenheimer. Again, follow her on uh, Twitter and find her Instagram. It's at Julie Robenheimer, R O B E N H Y M E R. And you get all of her great content and information there. And we always appreciate her jumping on Bet Parks Presents Stick to Hockey Live. Grab the Bet Parks app. It's a fantastic time to do it. All the college and pro hoops, all the college and pro football. You got the bowl games, hockey, and tons to bet on player performances, same game parlays, live in game betting you name it, it is there for you. Futures, easy to sign up, fun to use, faster to win than ever before. Do yourself a favor download the Bet Parks app today. Oh, you're going to like love- it got to be over 21, present in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, I'm going to be talking to Torts in about nine minutes time to uh, do a little interview for the Flyers uh, pregame show and also for uh, Flyers Daily. And there's a little bit of debate whether he was talking about Konechny last night or Frost when he said, I thought he was horrible until the end of the game. I think he was talking about Konechny, but... We'll go through it. And we'll find out, and I'll ask the source. But everybody, thanks for uh, watching. Uh, we'll talk to you on Monday for another edition and another week of hockey talk on Beth Parks Presents TikTok Live. Have a great holiday, everybody. Stay safe. Enjoy family and friends. And we will talk to you next week. Living after midnight.